Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. Hey, and welcome to another Great News with Kevin Ryder and Mike Catherwood. Yeah. Where we bring you really only positive stories that will make you feel better about humanity. I like feeling good about life. I hope you do as well. The media doesn't like to do that for you nowadays. So Kevin and I have stepped up to the plate to deliver nothing but happy, happy, positive, uplifting stories. And here is your intro. It's an intro! This show's about to begin, bro! Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, cause Kevin and Mike are here to give you great Very touching. I could have done without the tongue, but very touching. Uh, there's an educator in Mexico that I would like to highlight. <clears throat> she is inspiring children to protect nature. Okay. So think about when you went to school. Were there any classes that sort of informed you about the problems that are facing our planet? No, not really. I mean, we definitely had like science and stuff, but it was mostly like, hey, this is an atom. Yeah. You know, like it was yeah, no, this is a frog. Look at the inside. Uh, environmental issues was not a thing. Uh, Mar- Maritza Morales Casanova started her environmental advocacy group when she was 10. In nice. Mexico. Nice. Now she has a school where kids show up and they sort of learn by doing how to treat the planet better. Check this out. When you see kids, you can see how they smile and also you can see the bright on their eyes. I think that kids are the best teachers because they can share the knowledge, they can share their feelings with the same language. Maritza Morales Casanova runs an environmental learning center called Hunab on the outskirts of Medida, the capital city of Yucatan. She aims to teach a generation of young people how to care for the community's fragile environment. There are schools to learn more about music and if you want to be an artist, there are places when you can polish your talent. But what happens is as a child, you want to be an environmentalist. When they come through this gate, they experience how to be heroes for Grandma Earth. Kunab was founded by Morales Casanova when she herself was only 10 years old and runs on a model of peer-to-peer learning. When we see kids sharing the knowledge, the first thing that they do is to understand the message for themselves and then to share it through a simple way. They share the information very clear and very honest. Right now the information about environment is very alarmist, it's very negative around the world. We cannot teach about the theory of climate change, just scare kids about what's going to happen. What we need to do is to inspire them. 15-year-old Paul grew up in Yucatan and started coming to the center from a very young age. Before coronavirus forced the park to close to visitors, he taught weekly classes on plants and their medicinal capabilities. I feel like children are the best to be taught. I would say because they are more sensitive, because an adult often clings to his beliefs or clings to his knowledge. Also 15 years old, Fedra has been attending Huna for six years. 
She now teaches students about how diet impacts the right, environment. Hold on. I, I just want to say uh, all of this started by a 10-year-old. Crazy. A 10-year-old. Yeah, that's nuts. All right. I wonder, I wonder if that actually made, it, made people listen more. Because she was that young and because, cared about the environment? Yeah, and, and I, I do think even if you are environmentally concerned, we're all a little bit, I think, justifiably cynical about different corporations or organizations that try to push an environmental message. She's like, what, what's, what's your end game here? Right. You know? And so if a 10 year old is just like, Hey, we should save the earth. It's awesome. You're like, okay. okay. And then teaches other kids to learn. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing thing. Let's continue. I think it's very important here at Hunab that they teach you everything about the environment and that they also see the value in us as teachers. In its 25 years, Morales Casanova tells us that Hunab has trained as many as 50,000 young people to be environmentalists. But the coronavirus pandemic has been a real threat to its mission. Remote learning may be a challenge, but it's urgent work, according to Morales Casanova. We're printing the material, sending by mail, or visiting the communities so they can keep working and training as heroes for Grandma Earth. In few years, they are governors, they are politicians, or they are entrepreneurs. We don't know, but I'm sure that they are going to make decisions that respect all living beings. Tell us what you're doing to preserve the health of the planet for future generations. All right, how about Wiping that? my butt with leaves? Nope, that's, I mean, that last part was not Saving paper. I'm supposed to be a part of it. <laughs> I've never seen that. I, I did not know that existed. And if I did, I'd be so angry still to this day. Play it again. Captain. Wait. Yeah, do it again. Go again. Okay. It's a word. Captain Planet. Captain Planet. He's a hero. hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. F you. It's a jam. Hear what Captain Planet has to say. The power is yours. I'm going to say I would um, take Maritza Morales Cosanava. Yeah, I like her over better. Captain Planet. I also like that it was so Mexican. They they had they were like going through the garden and there's like 11 different types of corn. Do you know what that is like it's like maíz rojo, maíz amarillo, maíz maíz azul. Um so, why are you I, holding your mic? What's going on with it? The, the thing kept it's, okay. it's, it's changing directions on <laughs> Just me. Just checking, <laughs> dude. I need some like Mike Viagra. <laughs> so, look at see your name is Mike. Look, too. look, 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 look. Yeah, it is look, sagging. Look, 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 look. It happens with age, man. It totally does. <laughs> it also pees its pants. Uh, so this guy, Bill Caldwell, Captain Planet, still going He's through your head. He's a hero, <laughs> gonna take pollution down to zero. <laughs> we should put you in jail for that lyric. <laughs> F you. It's like uh, the other day. I mean, how many times working at K Rock? How many times did we hear Sublime? But yeah, I still won't. God rest his soul, poor Bradley. 
but I will not forgive you for it. Loves what I got. Don't start a riot. Yeah, that's F you. Yeah, that's BS. That's BS. It's not as bad as Captain Planet. No, but it's- I mean it's 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 like Bob Dylan in his prime compared to <laughs> Anthony Kiedis. Ding dang dong dong ding dang ding dang. <laughs> and hey oh. Hey, oh, uh-huh. listen right. what I say, oh. Right. F you! <laughs> so angry. I have to talk about good stuff. Okay, so 1943. 1943. A British man, brave British man named Bill Caldwell, decides to join the British Navy. In World War II. He joins. He plays an integral role in helping prepare for the invasion on Normandy. So very brave man. This is a beautiful, beautiful man. He wrote a postcard, okay, mm-hmm. as he was preparing. I'm going to try to get your mic fixed. <laughs> I'm talking about a war hero, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so right. he's in e- England's Royal Navy in World War II, okay? Yes. Look, 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 look. <laughs> <laughs> While we were playing the last video, Mike turned the whole table completely around to try and fix I that. That is a great, great jingle. So he's he's in <laughs> World War II. He's in the Royal Navy, right? England's Royal Navy. Mm-hmm. Look at that! Look at that handsome fella. Uh, by the way, that's a kid. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was eighteen years old. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, it also makes you think like that's a he's a child and yes. he's going to fight Nazis and uh, so scary. Um, but he, like many servicemen uh, up to this day, um, write a postcard to their family, mm-hmm. keep let them know he's doing okay, and to let them know that what's going on over here, as you know, in in France, I'm getting ready to fight Nazis with the Americans. You know, it's going to be great. Um, on Friday of last week, it showed up. Friday of last week, 2021. 77 years later, the postcard was delivered. That is unacceptable. Our Isn't post office is really having problems. Well, Britain. Britain's post office is really having problems. They said that instead of getting lost, it must have gotten just shuffled back through to other different places over and over again until finally someone discovered it and put it back in the post this, just this last week. Got it last week. Isn't that unreal? 77 years later. And uh, his family said that, you know, uh, the, the uncle, his uncle who he wrote this to is, has unfortunately passed on, as well as Mr. Caldwell himself. But uh, his, his daughter said it was the most surreal thing on Friday night to suddenly read a postcard that dad had written 77 years ago wow. when he was training to be a sailor in the Navy. That is... That's crazy. Yeah. So it's just a nice little look into history, and I thought that was really special. I First off, you're right. British Post needs to get their act together. Right. What's 77 up with years. that? But uh, good on the postmen or whatever they, they're called in the UK to say, like, hmm. We should probably deliver. Yeah. <laughs> someone Instead in the family. Of just tossing it. Yeah. Someone in the family might want to see this. Yeah. Instead of tossing it because it might make them look bad. I would, that would, I would, I would, um, I would get chills if I got like a postcard from my grandpa. Yeah. Right of course. Now. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, my next one is about uh, anti Asian hate crime. I'm not a fan. Asian hate crime has skyrocketed, especially since COVID. 
And when Donald Trump says, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I know you are. When That's Donald Trump says the, the China virus and stuff like that, um, hate crimes targeting Asian Americans spiked by 150%. What? Okay. If you're concerned that uh, the, the, the virus came out of Hunan, is that what it's called? Or the, the Wuhan. Wuhan. Yeah. Okay. You're concerned that it came and that... Um, it was developed there. It was a lab error at the lab. Fine. I. What does that have to do with an Asian person here right now next to you? Yeah. Like that is so. It's, it's such so a insane. Strange. And yet it's happening a lot. I had a friend who's Asian, and I had this conversation with him. And I was like, "It can't just be about the coronavirus." And she said, "Absolutely, it is." And everyone treats Asian people differently, which to me is just as insane as it is to you. It, you know, I, I believe it honestly because of like, I know this is silly in comparison, but people stop drinking Corona beer. Yeah, well. I mean, the people like. People are dumb. What? <laughs> Here is a nonprofit that teaches self-defense to Asian people. Nice. Check it out. Solid. This is called the roundhouse kick, okay? Instructor Carlo Claudio is a black belt in Taekwondo. His target in this free self-defense class is keeping Asian Americans safe. So they don't have to live in fear when they leave the house. Katarina Buenviaje created the class after being horrified by a dramatic increase in crimes like these, targeting Asian Americans across the nation over the past year. Her nonprofit called Kicks teaches the basics of self-defense. Get other people aware who are around you. So even screaming, bringing other people into attention of what's happening. And if that you know doesn't work, then you want to make sure that your your hands are up. You're covering the most vulnerable parts of your body, your face included. We're going to do two more exercises, and then we're going to do kicks. The classes also offer conditioning, making people stronger. And participants say they carry that strength everywhere they go. Especially being a Asian American, uh, sometimes at nighttime, uh, I can feel a bit uh, at a disadvantage or feel a bit like exposed, especially during uh, times in which I'm alone. And so it's really um, what it helped me with is really serving as like a blanket, a blanket of security and a blanket of safety, knowing that I have confidence in my ability to defend myself. The students may never need to use these moves, but the process of learning them is helping a community that feels targeted kick the fear. To feel safe when they go out and leave their houses, that they're able to carry out their daily lives, uh, not in fear. And if there is a threat that comes their way, they're able to have the proper resources and be equipped to act in those kinds of situations. Give it. All right. I mean, I'll see you guys. That makes me incredibly angry. Yeah, it's very disappointing. That just because you're Asian American or just Asian, you have to watch the hours that you go outside and you have to keep your head on the swivel. And that's insanity. Yeah. I hope that they're not only teaching them full-on self-defense, but they teach them to say world star after they knock someone out. <laughs> and then you say world star. <laughs> also, um, I, I love that. I love that, that they're doing that and they're teaching people to be a little bit more confident. But uh, for some of those older folks that they were showing. Yeah, those kicks might be a little we, out of the range. How about we give them, give them a gun? Huh? How about we give them a gun? How about we just Yeah, that's good. Sure, Let's just arm everyone. Like, uh, well, listen. 
if people are committing hate crimes on a specific yeah. group, especially elders, I'm saying that can end real quickly. Yeah. I will tell you something. Uh, for those of you who are not either old enough or did not grow up in this area, I grew up in Southern California in the Los Angeles, uh, in Los Angeles County. And I remember I was a little boy, but I remember it very distinctly. The L.A. riots. It was yeah. terrifying. It was horrible to see communities. 92? 92, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, communities just torn up. It, w- it was really terrifying. And seeing uh, just the damage and, and the suffering. And everywhere around certain parts of like Crenshaw, it, there was just, it was just doomsday. I mean, it was, everything was just burned up and, and, and being looted and being destroyed. And there were these little teeny pockets of stuff where people were not messing with anything. And you're like, huh, I wonder what's going on there. And the news camera would see and there'd be two Korean dudes with a gun going, oh, seriously, you want you, you, you want yeah. to come in? And yeah. that liquor store suddenly didn't get touched. Yeah. Or, or uh, they're standing on the roof. There was a lot yes. of different scenes there was a like plenty, that. And, they were, and you're like, oh, yeah, so that's Sears right next to it, completely gone. Their liquor store, their drinking, Sears whatever. Sears should go. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, study NBA all the- superstar Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> there we- he was. Look at how gangster that is. Oh, seriously, you want to come to my store? Good. Good for you. Good for you, buddy. It's scary that they have to think that way, though. Absolutely. That's really, really frightening. No, and and I'm I'm not in any way trying to promote violence, especially gun violence. What I am saying is that if you are a a threatened person, especially an elder person, you can learn all around how kicks you want and do all your high-knee conditioning. Ain't going to matter much when S hits the fan. But when you see an 84-year-old woman do a round kick just to the face... And knock them out? Isn't that the best thing you may have ever seen in your life? Yeah. Okay. I would, I'd be willing to, to volunteer my face <laughs> for an 80, 80-something-year-old person to kick me in the head. <laughs> um, so Michael Jordan, better than us. Yeah, of course. Right. Maybe not a basketball, but in life. Um, I'm sorry, what? Maybe not a basketball, oh. but certainly at life. Uh, he is, he's a strange and very, very interesting fellow because... You know, there's legends of him not necessarily being the most personable guy, yeah. especially for his teammates. He's, yeah, a, he's, a, he's a real winner. A, just a, uh, He's consumed by winning. And it didn't necessarily make him like the, the friendliest fella. But he's also been surreptitiously like this really, really, really philanthropic guy. And just recently, uh, in fact, just this last week, he donated $10 million dollars to two new medical centers to develop them in North Carolina, which is, you know, obviously his hometown. And regional healthcare provider Novant Health announced Monday that Michael Jordan personally provided $10 million to make sure that they can open two new clinics to uh, deal with the surge in medical cases in that area, and they hope to be open by early 2022. Wow. Yeah. Didn't want to say anything about it. Didn't That's do it for great. It's like, here, here's a check. He didn't do any press conferences or anything else? No, no. no. and uh, I, 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 this kind of snuck by everyone in the media. I, I, I have not been that um, focused on sports media recently, so maybe this has been a bigger story, but I, I had no news of this, and I just found it came across a story, and I thought that was uh, really kind of amazing. I think there are a lot of celebrities who do that and don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, you're right. Um, but I just thought that that was, especially for someone like him, like you would think he's almost in like the, the Michael Jackson category, like anything he does is big news. Yeah, sure. It's just crazy sure. that he was kind of casually, he's like, oh. I'm sure he didn't just write a check and throw it out. He did. He did. He, he dunked it on him. He did. He, he, there was, there was. I dream that he is me. Got to see did, that did you think this is about you when you were a kid? 
nah. If this came out when I was like 20, I would. Yeah. My kid's not like Mike. Not at all. No. <laughs> not at all. None of those people were like Mike. Um, I, he actually took a check, Kevin, a physical check. And yeah. there, were, there were three orderlies and nurses standing in front. Of, and he jumped and he, he, he leaned his and he posterized them with a check. Really? And wow. And he walked away. That's amazing. He just walked away, yeah. John Price was there for some reason. John Starks was there. <laughs> They're all crying. That's a weird way to donate. I got to be honest. I know. Yeah. But it's worth it. Um, here's a story about a Bakersfield teen that's battling cancer. He oh. needed a bone marrow transplant and he went on social media and watched the results that he got. Now at 10:30, a local teen battling cancer has gone viral and in the best way imaginable. Javon Crompton was inspired, has inspired thousands to offer a part of themselves to help others lives. We first brought you his story two weeks ago, and since then it's been nationally syndicated, and Javon's odds of finding a donor have shot up. Yeah, I spoke to Javon and his mom, who are both proud, humble, and feeling very blessed to make a difference. I mean, I feel like I've won the lottery or something. I don't know. I just don't know how to explain it. For something to, to blow up like this is it's pretty incredible. And it's just crazy to think that more people have signed up yesterday. A couple of weeks ago, Javon Crompton was a 14-year-old boy from Bakersfield quietly but optimistically battling cancer. All right, hold on. Today, All right, he's hold on. This kid is battling cancer and not telling people. Uh, he's going through that in his personal life, and his friends don't know about it. And that, that, those bone marrow transfers, that's not, it's that's not a, little, not a that's, small thing. Is, that's bad news when yeah. you need those. All right, let's continue. Face of a movement. At first, I didn't think my story was so much different than anyone, anyone else's. Um, but apparently, he would think otherwise. So I guess I'm very special. In less than two weeks, Javon's story has inspired 13,000 people to join the Be The Match Bone Marrow Donor Registry. This type of volume from, you know, inspired by, by one patient is like maybe a once a year thing, um, if that. Now, Javon and everyone else looking for a marrow donor have 13,000 more options. Javon's mom, Kimberly, says this has reinvigorated her hope that Javon will find a match. 13,000 in a matter of 14 days is astronomical, so I know that there's a match here. We're on our way. According to Be The Match, the 13,000 new donors Javon inspired will save 30 to 50 lives. If I don't get a match out of the 13,000 or more that come up, uh, it must be great to see that everybody else got a match. Javon says he knows his donor is out there somewhere, and he wants everyone else waiting for a donor to stay positive, too. Uh, you'll get past it one day, and just to keep moving forward and keep pushing on and on until you get to the finish line. So if you'd like to help Javon and everyone else looking for a bone marrow donor, you can join me and those other 13,000 folks by signing up at Be The Match. A link is on our website, bakersfieldnow.com. Just click on Javon's story. Bakersfield that? proud. That's awesome, man. Brave kid. I love it. 13,000 people yeah. signed up. People do. We all, I, I firmly believe that naturally, 
humans, and barring the extremely ill, um, humans are good, kind people, that, and we're, 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 we're communal, and we, Very we much so. like other people, and we want to be around other people, and we need each other. And uh, it just sometimes gets gets kind of blurred by this masquerade of, of stuff. You know, circumstances make us a little bit more cynical and mean than we, we actually really are. And it's just stories like this over and over again where you hear where like 13,000 people yeah. reach out. It's unbelievable, man. This is another beautiful story. Speaking of humans being naturally good, Ava Reyes was born with spina, bif- spina bifida. Doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Um, she was told that she will probably be paralyzed, but she definitely, definitely won't ever walk. Check out this story. Wow. Come on. And that's her just strolling. Ava was diagnosed with spine bifida while she was still in the womb. She's had more surgeries than most adults at only 19 months old. Doctors said Ava might be paralyzed or never walk. Now, she can't sit still. Just walking all the limp long things. She's such Come a on, cute little girl. girl. Come on. Good job. Yay. Come on. Faster, faster. Hey, Good take it job. easy. <laughs> hey, man. Take it easy. That. Year and a half old, and she's just walking, walking, walking. I love hearing that because I think uh, when you talk about kids that age, and you get even, you know, a little bit higher, three, four, five, you give them that kind of devastating news. It doesn't affect them. They don't care. They just go, yeah. all right, and then they walk. Yeah, they. Not, of course, not all of them, but it's there's really a, there's inspiring. an obvious there's an obvious um, downside to not being as intellectually advanced as adults. But there's a huge upside in that you don't necessarily factor in so many things that we do, and we make mountains out of molehills. Right. Kids are just like, uh, "Can I eat in 20 minutes? Okay, cool. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go <laughs> do my thing." Um, you know, and they're happy about what they should be happy about. I, I have an amazing personal story, real quick. It's a quick one. Okay. So I got it. Hold. Does it involve poop? No, but it involves pee. Okay. But it's a positive pee. <laughs> So I have three dogs. One is 17 years old and the oldest, blindest, angry little dog. Another one is about three, and he's like this muscular little terrier mix. The new one, she's a puppy, and she's like 80 pounds, and she's this monster St. Bernard Shepherd mix. Well, the muscular middle guy has just constantly screwing with this dog, but as she's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, it's become a little bit more hard for him, okay? And now she can just impose her will on him and she'll come and nudge his head away and eat his food and stuff. And I just watched laugh my ass off. (laughs) So he's constantly just like figuring out ways that he can impose his will on her. So the other day there, I feed them all three at the same time and he finishes eating his food. Harry does. And he goes over and looks at Harry. Yes. yes, Harold S. Truman. And uh, (laughs) he looks over at Gloria, Gloria Von Glitterpuff, the big one. (laughs) And she's um, finishing her food, right? And the, she looks over at him and checks out his food. He looks at her. He walks over. He grabs her dish by his mouth and runs outside. Okay? Wow. And so she, I'm following. I was like, I got to see this. She's following. <laughs> you don't want to stop it at this yeah. point. You want it to play out. So I run out behind them in my backyard. And right as I get to the backyard, Harry has put down her dog bowl and pisses right in it. Looking at her, staring at her like this. Mm. And I was like, oh, 
Oh my god. That is the most gangster move. That's quite a gangster move. That is move. like Tony Montana. That is like Scarface. He he she's four times his size and he just lifted a leg like yeah. Yeah. You would think the bowl would be stolen so that the dog could eat. No. He 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 said he knows I need you to understand something. Look me in the eye. I'm going to pee. You're big. <laughs> you're strong. I own you. I just pissed in your food. <laughs> it was so sweet. Thank you. That, I thought that that was great news. And that's great news. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> if you like the show, subscribe to it and tell other people about it if you would. And we will be back. Outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Kevin and Mike here to give you great news. Fuck Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice.